How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Happy Tuesday, Sabres right to it tonight, 7.30 against the New York Islanders following their loss last night to the Edmonton Oilers. We'll get to Paul, his reports on WGR, brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Also get you some final stats of the game, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet, with you for the extra mile, the Sabres and Oilers. It was a uh, 123rd and 24th point for Connor McDavid. He had two points in the game, first star of the game, and uh, he's the reason that Edmonton won it. Paul, two goals for McDavid. He's pretty good. I, I do agree, though, that you know Don Granado said it to us. Joe said it. We kind of all said it. They didn't do a terrible job. It's not like he ran over them throughout the entire game. They did a decent job. He just scored two goals anyway. Yeah, that's where I would disagree with you. Uh, I don't even think it's close. I think the only reason Edmonton won the game was Stuart Skinner. I thought he was phenomenal in that game. Uh, he, the Sabres played really well. Both teams played well. I, I enjoyed that game. That was a fun game to watch. I think if there were more games in the National Hockey League that looked like that, I think they'd have more fans. Uh, that that was really a fun game to watch. And that was the thing, uh, McDavid only had three shot attempts, and but you give him an, a, just a little inch, and that's it. He's gone, and that's that's what happened. They twice they gave him a little inch and he converted and scored and i understand how folks thought well anderson's got to stop that but guess what Connor mcdavid scored that goal a lot you know maybe if it were any other player in the nhl i would say yeah craig anderson would want that back but the the thing is he he shoots the puck so quickly it's it's off his stick before he even know it and, you know, I, I've watched that goal a couple of times, and that puck was just – he was skating and going, and in all one motion, the puck was gone. So this one I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and get on Anderson about. It, 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 that was Connor McDavid, and yep. he scores that goal, and he scores that goal a lot. And it was just a, a – you know, normally I don't mind Darlene taking a chance like he did on the second goal – you know, stepping up and taking the chance, but not with Connor McDavid on the ice. And he took the chance, and McDavid just blew by everybody, and that was that. But overall, you you look at that game. Stuart Skinner was phenomenal in that game. He 
he made a couple of saves on Casey Middlestat. Middlestat was in the slot and just ripped a shot that he put a glove on somehow and, and made the save. And the Sabres, I think, had a lot of great opportunities. Don Granato's right. They did miss the net on some. But he, he made, I, I think, a lot of really great saves in that game and, and really was the difference, I thought. Stuart Skinner foiled Jeff Skinner a number of times, uh, among others. Yeah, Paul, he was named the second star of the game. You mentioned the style and the way these two teams played. 35 combined shots in the first period ended up over 70 shots combined. I'm with you. Like It was it was an entertaining game. Edmonton can skate. The Sabres can skate. There were a couple times in that game where you know, just there seemed to be a lot of room to maneuver, and when the Sabres were able to get free on the rush – they are at their best. They're one of the best rush teams in the NHL. Edmondson is another one of these really good rush teams. So, um, you know, a seven-game series between those two might be wouldn't be kind of nice. Although you might be, oh, that would be so much. Fun. Might be afraid of McDavid over some of the other games, though. I mean, if they held him in check for one game, there might be some some others. And and, and the Sabers got to their game right away. I thought they picked up right where they left off in the Tampa game, and they got to their game. They were fast, and that was the thing. There, they were they were in the zone getting great scoring chances all over them. There was one chance. They were both off-angle shots, but they were they were the right shots because it's Skinner, a left-handed shot on the right side, and Thompson, a right-handed shot on the left side. They were right next to the net, so they had just a little bit of an angle where they could have scored, and Skinner puts it behind Skinner, out the other side. Thompson gets it back, puts it behind Skinner, and out the other side. And, and I thought to myself, there, there were two, two right there. That the great chances that they had. Skinner came down another time and had Skinner beaten, and uh, it went through the crease and out the other side. Um, it was just so they were on their game, but then all of a sudden Edmonton's up one nothing. But they stayed on their game. They didn't really let that goal bother them, and had a dominating power, probably the most dominating power play I've seen them have all year. I mean, they were absolutely all over Edmonton and then finally got the goal when uh, when uh, Thompson set up Skinner. Thompson had just hit the, hit the post before that and tied the game. And you mentioned, I mean, 35 shots in the first period as they leave 1-1. And, uh, you know, it didn't really let up as the game went on. It never really slowed down. And uh, But uh, the Sabres certainly had enough chances to score in that game to tie that game. Paul, what did you think of Jordan Greenway's debut? I think he was trying to feel his way. You know, he hadn't really practiced. He had a morning skate with them, but he hadn't really practiced. I think he, there, he showed some nerves and was trying to find his way, you know, throughout throughout the game. So I think it'll it'll improve as he gets used to the team and figure out what, what he can do with these guys and who they are and how they play and those types of things. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't awful by any means, but he did look like he was trying to find his way, which is totally understandable. How, the one line I'm tr- was trying to figure out a little bit earlier because Don Granado said Tyson Joe will re-enter the lineup with us and didn't hasn't told the player yet that it will be scratched. Uh, for you, do you have an idea of who you think that might end up being? Because it's tough, right? Like I might on paper, Vinny Hinostroza might seem like the guy you might think just because he was in Rochester, but even last night, Paul, I thought that Cousins, Middlestat, Hinnestroza line, I mean, speed-wise and creating chances, it, f- it felt like every time they were on the ice that they were they were doing something of quality on the offensive end. And I, I don't know, like, would you want to break that up? I don't know what the right answer is for this team right now and who might be the scratch. 
For me, the right answer is Victor Olison. But if he was going to scratch Victor Olison, I think he would have done it earlier in the year when he was in a, a, a bad place, when he and Middlestat just you know, couldn't get going at all. And he never did. So I don't think he would do that. And I think you, what you, you were right that he probably would go with uh, Vinny Hinnestros. I don't know who else he, he would even consider. Well, maybe, other... maybe Paterka. I mean, yeah. Paterka, because he... Heath put Paterka down in the, you know, with Gergensen's and and uh, Oposo for a while. So Paterka might be his choice. Isn't Paterka, feels like he's close. He, he's, not like he's not getting any chances. No, I mean, he, he's. He wasn't Jumri until he scored that goal. And yeah. ever since he scored that goal, he looks like he's back on his game. You know, the speed's back. Uh, he, he's involved in more scoring chances. Uh, he's had a couple more than a couple of chances of his own to score, so that that seemed to get him going again. Yeah, you mentioned the speed. That's what jumped off at me last night. Maybe it's because those two teams played such an open style, but there was one play where he's, you know, he's just absolutely blazing. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure how eager I'd be to get that out of the lineup. Not that the Sabers are eager here. They have. A I bit wouldn't of a be either. Yeah, that's have... why I said I, my mine would be Olison, but I, yeah. I I think I'm wrong there. I don't think he would. Yeah. Paul, the Islanders tonight, it is a much more important game than last night's game. It's a four-point swing, potentially. Win it, and you're two back with three in hand. Lose it, and you're six back with three in hand on this Islanders team. Pittsburgh also plays tonight, so um, it's a big game. It's just a big night overall for this this team because they want to stay, they've got to stay close. The schedule is going to do them no favors with so many games on top of each other. Dallas is good. That's Thursday. The Rangers are good. That's Saturday. This... I know I can't really ever go with must win, but boy, do they really need this one. And the players know it. Anybody who listened to the post-game show last night, uh, talking to Casey Middlestat and Dylan Cousins, they both brought it up, how important. It's like, yeah, this is a great game for everybody to watch, and we had our chances we could have won it, but we got to get ready for a game tomorrow. I mean, they knew it. They, they know the importance of it. Uh, they're looking forward to it. They're kind of glad that after a loss, they can play right away. They they enjoy the opportunity to be able to do that. So, it, I can tell you, it's not lost on them. I don't. I can't tell you how they're going to play. I can't tell you how they're going to come out on a back to back. But I can tell you, it's not lost on them. They realize the importance of playing this game tonight. How are the Islanders this year, Paul? There, you know. Yeah. You, listen, some of my memories of the Islanders include that year. The what it the the. Not the COVID year, but the after that year where they were in the Islanders division and played them a million times. And there's the worst games I've ever had to watch. It was like Kruger's final year, right? When they're stuck in that division with all these teams. But, you know, they, they, Barzell's been out with an injury. They do get Horvat, of course, in that big trade. And, you know, like it's, they're, they're not overly impressive in any way. They're Ilya Sorokin, is what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ilya Sorokin has a 926 save percentage in an era where most goaltenders don't even get over 920. So I think you can start and finish there. And uh, just another goofy, you know, you went and got Varlamov. And when they went and got him, I'm like, why? Why did you do that? Not that Sorokin was anything then when they went and got him. But now Sorokin is the number one by far. And uh, so I think it, it, it starts there. 
And Brock Nelson's having a nice year for them. You talked about Barzell, but Brock Nelson is a 27-goal scorer and 61-point person this year. That's only one point less than Bo Horvat. And Bo Horvat's the guy you're thinking, oh, what a great year Bo Horvat was having with the Vancouver Canucks and now the New York Islanders. So and I am surprised with Barzell out of the lineup, you know, that they've been able to uh, not only survive, but, uh, you know, play really well. Now, recently... You know, they're, what, 2-1-1, one, and one, I think. So they've lost, uh, they only won two of their last four. But you can go back all the way to late January when they started with a win over the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, they got hot there and took four wins. And then they lost three. And then they won three out of four. And now they split again, you know, where they, they won two out of four, and it, ending with the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, it's been an interesting stretch for them. But Sorokin is it. I mean, you know, look at their last three games. They've given up three goals. You know, they went 4 nothing. They lost 2-1. They won 4-1. to So, you know, that's the thing. Can the Sabres, who know how to score goals, even without Alex Tuck, uh, it, it's a little more challenging for them now, now that Tuck isn't in the lineup. But still, can they break through, you know, on a guy like Sorokin, who has just been so good this year and uh, – so that's that's where I think the New York Islanders are at. They, uh, they're doing it with a very good goaltending, some timely goals from a couple of guys, and uh, you know it, it's at times I will say times working for them. The Sabers played the Islanders once this year. They beat them in overtime, but in that game, shot attempts were seventy-eight to forty-four Buffalo. <laughs> so yeah. one meeting so far, they were the, the, the by far the better team, but they didn't need overtime. It was because yeah, Sorokin. But, yeah, yeah. Buffalo put forty-five shots on them. Yep, you know, and seventy-eight was... shot attempts, forty-five shots on them. Like, you know, hopefully more of that, Paul. That mean, nice little matchup if they can continue. Well, well, they know the importance of it. Whether they can get to their game, I, you know, how Don Granado says it's who can get to their game, and Buffalo has done that in the last two. And if they can get to their game, uh, you know that. They, they probably will have a bunch of shots on Sorokin again, and we'll see if if it is Sorokin in goal. We'll see, uh, you know, how that breaks down for the Sabers. We were talking about earlier, like what a casual hockey fan or like a non you know, out of market uh, hockey fan might be rooting for right now. And I'm trying to place myself as I'm in Minnesota, and who do I want to see make the playoffs? Just something about the Islanders. I there we were. Is the arena still dark, Paul? We couldn't figure that out earlier because it was always dark on TV. Oh, it's team, a brand new arena. So, so you'd, you'd hope so. The team, I mean, they're older, right? And they play a more defensive style. And I'd have to imagine hockey fans, even it doesn't have to be the Sabres, but Florida or Ottawa, but the Sabres maybe most notably because they're third in scoring. It just feels like the Sabres in the playoffs against a Boston or a Carolina would be w- much more fun of a series than the Islanders. Yeah, and the Islanders, I mean, I think, I'd be shocked if the Sabres don't get Sorokin because the Islanders haven't played since the 4th. So that was three days ago. So, you know, I think we can rest assured that their best goalie and one of the best goalies in the NHL this year is going to be in net. Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Thanks, Paul. Oh, I'll give you one thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, and, and again, I, I, did, I'm sorry. I, I haven't had a chance to listen through to Don Granato. Did he give you his goaltender for tonight? He, he did not. No. Um. The only reason I'm going to say Lukanen is he Comrie was the backup last night. So I'm thinking, okay, he mm-hmm. made Comrie the backup so Lukanen can be ready for tonight. You know, so he doesn't wind up getting in the game, 
and that type of thing. That's so. That's what I'm going by. That's what you've that's, got your eye on on the eye on the blue and gold. Right. Brought to you by. That's Great, what I'm going by. Great Lakes it's, Building think, Systems. We keep an eye on your business, so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems. Our business is protecting your business. Your eye is on Lucanin as the starter, maybe. Yes. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Sorry. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that that I'm just going by that. You know, Comrie was the backup. And they didn't want Lukanen to be the backup in case the backup got into the game because he probably is the goaltender tonight. So we'll see. We'll see if I'm right on that. All right, Paul. Thanks very much. We'll talk tomorrow. All right. Take care. Paul Hamilton, 730 face-off ESPN and Hulu game, ESPN Plus and Hulu for the Sabres and the Islanders. I was looking up a little thing-a-majig here. Did it happen to be Rich Eisen's top five rumors from the Combine? No. No, we can get to that. It was it was combining two points from earlier. Okay. It's also a did we do this on Let's Get Stupid? Did we do Derrick Henry to the Bills? We on did. The, okay. Was, we did McDavid and we did Derrick Henry. Okay. So I had an idea for Let's Get Stupid today, and I did, it, it was so stupid we would need another segment. Let's get really, really, really stupid. I mean, I've got no issue I, with I that. Can, it'll take ten seconds if you want to do it right here. Ten seconds. Okay, and I'll save my point, because mine's a Derrick Henry thing I wanted to bring up. So yeah. All right. Uh, let's get really, really stupid. The stupidest you could possibly you could possibly imagine. All right. Well, uh, I'm convinced, folks. Uh, that's pretty much the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Stupidest <laughs> thing you could have said. <laughs> what, are you an idiot? Don't you have to be stupid somewhere else? One till four. <laughs> All right. That is without a doubt... The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, the stupidest this could possibly be, and this will not take long, I imagine. But you want to talk about it. You said let's get stupid. So yeah, I'm just, ra- let's, all right, let's go. All right. Rich Eisen's number one thing is don't count Tom Brady out. Yeah. If something were to happen to Josh Allen between now and the start of the season. Get out of here. That's stupid. Should Brandon Bean make that call? No. No. Yeah, you really have set a new (laughs) mark on let's get stupid. It's as dumb as it can get. get, uh, I'm just saying. He'd he'd play. He wants a winner. What else? Are you going to call Phillip Rivers? Okay. This is let's get stupid where we talk about these things. You're Brandon Bean. You call Tom Brady. Doesn't he say? I'm not so sure about those weapons there, Chief. <laughs> Doesn't he say that? Mm. If Miami is calling and Buffalo's calling, yep. where's he go? He oh, he definitely goes to Miami. Mm-hmm. He definitely goes to Miami. We don't know what Miami's calling, though. You got okay. you got Lamar okay. Jackson going to Miami. Ta- ta- yeah, I do. All right. I'm going to follow your let's get stupid, and I'm going to get stupider. Okay. for this? I don't think it's possible from what I just did, but go ahead. I might be willing to not draft a receiver if it meant Tom Brady does not play for the Bills. I (laughs) I couldn't take it. Again, in the scenario, something... actively tank their weapons just so that he doesn't want to Something happens to Josh. Turns out he he bets something on FanDuel, and they suspend him like Calvin Ridley, which was... (laughs) Right. I didn't didn't even need to make it an injury. Gone for a year. Like, okay, don't draft He has an opportunity to go to the moon. He's going to train to be an astronaut for six months. I couldn't take it. I could not take it. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Quit the team. No. Nope. Wouldn't do it. All right. Ugh. 
All right, that was let's get stupid. I like. I'm glad. I'm glad you made me feel that way. I felt real, real emotion there. Real, he is real revulsion. He's back in the news for. Uh, did you see the comedy rumor? It's not true. It's not true. But what is true is Netflix apparently. I'm. I'm is in the works no, to create. Stop. Quote the greatest roast of all time is the name of the special. Just leave that there. Okay, so they're going to roast Tom Brady on Netflix? Yes. I'm not going to watch that. I mean, it's people making fun of him, right? It's what you want. It's like fake make fun of, though, right? Yeah, and then, no, I wouldn't watch it. I'm not going to watch that. Although I have been wrong. We'll need a bet. A lot of things. I have been wrong. I did also, at one point, say I would never see Top Gun Maverick. And that happened. It it, it finally happened happened but you you watched it on a plane right yeah so the timeline of me and top gun maverick the first time i saw the trailer i thought i'm never gonna see that there's no way it could possibly be good i'm not gonna see it i mean like fine everybody's got to make we get a reboot and make remakes make sequels and i'm not even trying to be a hater i'm just i'm not gonna watch that there's no way it could be good then Mm -hmm. it came out and i missed the chance to see it never got it and everybody started saying, hey, it's actually really good. Uh-huh. And then more people started saying, no, for real, though, it's really good. It's amazing. Yeah. And then it got nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And it, I, I faded away from I'm never going to see that, too. I hope to eventually see it, but I don't know when I will. You know, two young kids, we don't go to a lot of movies anymore. It's you know, I got to receive. It got it got like the alt one of the highest scores on Rotten Tomatoes right. ever. So yeah, I had to come off of my I'll never see that. It's probably going to be terrible and change it to someday I'll see it because it apparently is amazing. So when we we were on vacation last week, we flew out to Denver, went skiing, flew out to Colorado. On the flight out there, you know, going through the little movies, like all right, what do we got here? No, mm-hmm. no. Hmm. Top Gun Maverick is today the day I watch this movie. Is that the right setting, though, to watch? I mean, you've already passed the theater yeah. part of this. The mo- the whole movie, even Tom Cruise, I think, had said this. The whole movie was designed to be seen in a theater. Yeah, I wish I'd seen an IMAX, or I wish I'd seen And you like saw a, it on, like, a... A five-inch screen on a plane. Yeah. I will say, yes, it is the right scenario- way to see it, because if you ever watch a movie on a plane, all of your senses are heightened. You're more emotional. Things are funny. Movies on planes get... I would say... I don't know any science to back this up. Yep. You like a movie more on a plane than you do in your living room. Do you like plane movies more when you're on a plane? Maybe that might even be more so. You were watching on a plane movie about planes. planes. So I'm watching this movie, Top Gun Maverick, and I'm watching. And I'm 10 minutes in, and 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in. And by the time I get, I don't know, 30 minutes in, I am actively saying to myself in my head, this is so freaking good. (laughs) Yep. This is so good. Yes. I can't believe it's this good. It's so good. Yep. And I lean over to my wife and I point. I'm like, it really is as good as they say. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe it's this good. Yeah. Keep watching it. You know. Everyone probably went in with the same type of skepticism, didn't yeah. they? There's no way it's a 99 no. on Rotten Tomatoes. There's no way it's best picture good, it right? It can't be that good. And then and it is. Minute by minute, it is this good? It's, it really is. And you know I'm shedding tears. I'm making. I'm laughing again. You'll you'll get heightened emotions on a plane. 
Yeah. So my review of Top Gun, I immediately texted Brayton after the fact because Brayton, who was, who was supposed to see it with initially but missed out on, I texted my best man at my wedding. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense that it's as good as it is. It, it should be impossible to be as good as it is. <laughs> it is great. Yep. So I'm really happy that I saw it. And uh, yeah, how did we even get on that? I somehow. The so, oh, the Tom Brady roast. Yes, because I said I would never watch so Top Gun Maverick. So because he's seen Top Gun Maverick, he will see the Tom Brady roast. I'm not going to watch Tom Brady. No, I can't do it. This guy threatening to come back to the NFL. I, <laughs> can I get a lawyer? The, not just the NFL. The, Miami, like the, the division being I, referenced. I'm, I'm, Are you saying him in the division would be more annoying than Rodgers in the division? I'm saying I need a lawyer. I need <laughs> a class action lawsuit against Tom Brady in the NFL for lying and continue to threaten me with just invading my Sundays. Please. You've retired twice, man. Monday is the anniversary of him coming out of retirement, by the way. This coming Monday. Yeah, I'm sure he'll come out of retirement again. On Monday. It, Be if ready he for comes it. out of retirement, is what's going to happen with that sand that was bought for whatever, how much it was? That then? sand is going to be you know, worthless. worthless. Which it already was. Right. It's just, it already it's always was. worthless. And I'm sure, I told you, his agent probably bought it just to drum up a headline. Please just don't come back, man. Please. That's the story. This Rich Eisen story. The rumor from the combine is that he's coming back and Miami is all over it. The number one rumor from the combine was yes. Brady to Miami. Yep. If Tua gets a bad doctor's report or something, please. They'll send him to Brady's doctor is what they'll do. <laughs> Brady's doctor, mm, not a real doctor. I don't, I don't think he can play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Give him some recovery pajamas. See how that works. <laughs> All right, we're late for a break. Hey, Top Gun Maverick, it was great. Thanks to everybody who told me to watch it. I finally did, and it was awesome. Okay, we're going to break in. I don't know what we're going to talk about on the other side. Oh, I know. I had the Derrick Henry stats. Yes, you had I, a, I wanted yeah. to give you something about Derrick Henry. This is something I will always go to when thinking, how could it work here? I got a little note on him that I'd like to run by you. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. First to go for Tennessee. Direct snap. Henry, he's going to pass it. Touchdown! Michael Pruitt! It's a Derrick Henry touchdown pass. All right. This is not going to be let's get stupid. It's going to be let's let's just let's flirt with an idea. Okay? What if it's a stupid idea? It's not a stupid idea. It's just a matter of what's it worth. Mm-hmm. There are no stupid ideas. Just, I don't know. So I'm looking into the Titans, who the reports are, there were three big names I saw shopped yesterday. DeAndre Hopkins. Derrick Henry, and I forget the third one. That's being shopped like trade-wise? Yeah, reports are they were being shopped. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the third name. Anyway. Delvin Cook? And no. So on Derrick Henry, he's older. There's no doubt about that. He's got a lot of usage. No argument. Used too much. I was digging into some of what the Titans did last year and who the Titans are. And everything about Derrick Henry. His career's almost over. No doubt about that. Yep. 29 years old. Got, he's got a couple years left, unless he's Adrian Peterson, who played forever. And had productive years long past when people thought he'd be productive. But all right, Derrick Henry. If he were to get traded, it would cost the Bills. Let's say the Bills trade for Derrick Henry. Seventh round pick for Derrick Henry. One year, $10 million. Zero dollars guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Meaning, let's let's talk about a restructure. So, could the Bills decide that they want to bring in Derrick Henry and restructure and pay him $6 million on the cap? $6 million on the cap. Uh-huh. I mean, isn't Singletary at spot track at five and a half? He is. I've got a rookie contract on James Cook. With Derrick Henry, again, just flirting with this idea. Looking at what they did in Tennessee, they ran two or three tight ends 45% of the time. And they were the third run heaviest team in the entire NFL. The biggest problem that Derrick Henry has run into in Tennessee is that they believe the way to win is to give the ball to Derrick Henry. Yep. And they do. A ton. They, they do. That is not the way to win. That does not mean that Derrick Henry has no value to a team that wins in other ways. What if I were to introduce you to... Right, let's do the... the, the the meme where the two hands are like clasping and agreeing on something. Uh huh. The Bills need to take some stuff off of Josh Allen's plate. The Titans need to take some stuff off of it's too much Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And then those hands clasp, and it's Derrick Henry comes to the Bills and runs out of eleven personnel and has room to run. What if I told you the NF in the NFL the Bills were the number one team? Number one in running back yards before contact. 
That strikes me as something that Derrick Henry might like. Mm -hmm. Instead of playing the Mike Vrabel, Doug Marone, hey, we got this good running back, let's smash him into all the people, you would draft a receiver, get a running back that can punish. You're not making a long-term commitment. You are throwing the threat of the run game Mm -hmm. in, in a way that the Bills have not in a long time. But isn't my whole idea here... I'm not upping the amount I run the football. That's correct. I give every sing- every single carry that Devin Singletary got last year. Now uh-huh. goes to Derrick Henry. And but in what way is that taking more off Josh Allen's plate? Because Derrick Henry will be better than Devin Singletary. Yes. Was. Will he be better than James Cook? Also, I don't actually want to take anything off of Josh Allen's plate. That's not right. a thing I actually want to do. Right. I want people to think that I did that. <laughs> okay, and the way to do that is they're going to add at least one running back to the roster. We know that. I mean, Naheem Hines is a five million dollar cap hit. If they cut Naheem Hines, that's five million at running back. I can, yeah. yeah but couldn't I do the exact same thing with Naheem Hines that we're talking about with Derrick Henry, but at a way lower number? Um, I could give him a second year in his contract, or extend it out a year. No guarantees. You you could. Yeah, you would be doing that with. Let me check here. With Naheem Hines. Sure. Instead no, of Derrick Henry. I know. Like, yeah, you could. But that's a lot cheaper. I can it's use, also a lot less effective. I can use $5 million on a lot of other things. You could. And also, the Bills, what are they going to do? Are they just not going to? Are they going to try to make James Cook be the pass catching running back again? Or are we going to be right down the rabbit hole of. Again. We need to find our J.D. McKissick. Again, did they do it last year? They don't throw to running backs. But they want they, one, actually, clearly. They threw to Singletary an awful lot. They did. They, but they want a guy like that, don't they? A pass catcher? Yeah. How many catches did Derrick Henry have last year? He. I, that's a good question. I had no idea. I got 30? it. 30? 33. 33? How many catches Devin Singletary have last year? Devin Singletary last year actually just had their stats open. He had 38. So you just want to replace everything Devin Singletary does with with uh, with Derrick Henry. For a year. I just don't... Not, I don't think they'll do it. Does it sound absurd? It doesn't sound absurd, but does it not also sound right that James Cook in the same role, would give me exactly the same production? He wouldn't give you the power. Why do I need the power? The Bills want power. They drafted Zach Moss for power. But then they traded Zach Zach Moss away. One of Sal's biggest ideas right now is the Bills want to get big at running back. If If they want to get one guy that's big, and they want to be threatening, I just, I hate that ideology. It might be right if they want one. But, like, Darren Sproles was one of the most effective goal line running backs in the last 15 years in the NFL. Smallest running back that's ever played the position. Eckler is a great, like, I, the idea I need this giant hulking back to get me one yard. Well, I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not, I don't describe him that way. He's not that. No. He's just a powerful runner that also has breakaway speed. I mean, he's taken it 76 yards to the house against the Bills. I guess for me, does he's, it actually... Does it actually make any difference? I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. James Cook was second in the in the league in yards per carry last year. And again, a lot because yards before contact, he was untouched mm-hmm. as much as anybody in the league. But 
how much better am I supposed am I supposed to expect Derrick Henry is going to be than that? Because there's really not much room to go up, and I could I could say James Cook's not going to do that again in but a bigger workload. I guess what it, it still comes down to this for me, and this is like always the game we're playing about running back. McDermott is obsessed. It sounds like I shouldn't say he's obsessed, but to me. They are constantly talking about the threat of the run game. And what running back presents that more than that guy? Devin Singletary does not present any threat to anybody. He might get the ball, and you might have to tackle him. Derrick Henry gets in defenders' heads the di- like three days before the game. Mm-hmm. Just if they can make the money work. Again, this means another team isn't out there going to try and sign him and turn him into a bell cow. He's older, so you're this this whole idea. I guess what I'm not even necessarily saying I want it to happen. Just that if this were to happen, I don't think it'd be nuts. It would make more sense to me than drafting Bijan Robinson with the with your first. That, round pick. I mean, that's true. That I'm, is I'm, t- I'm talking about true. a one year deal. Like this is not that different than. It's a little different, but not that different than the Bucks go out and get Leonard Fournette, which was mm. a very good idea for them when they did it. Guy who can catch passes, play all three downs, and he was very good for them. And then, of course, it fell apart. Now they're moving on. I, I don't. I'm not saying it's the best idea, but it's not totally absurd to me that he could fill a role. You'd have to, of course, convince him this is your senior tour. Come yep. here, lighter load. It'll be like Howard's last year. You're only working a couple. You're only working a couple, <laughs> couple days, a, days week, a week. A couple days a week. See if we can have a good time together. Yeah. And then when your time comes, you go out on your terms. <laughs> Does it make them actually that much better, though? I don't like, know. Well, that, the threat of the game. I, I don't disagree with that, but like if I if I took the five million dollars that I would save by not doing this okay where could you possibly put it where they would get that much better wouldn't a left guard at five million dollars do more I would think that would do more for your run game and your pass offense than Derrick Henry would you think that if they got a left guard they would then be also number one in yards before contact when running the ball but that's what I would- think I think they're already there to me last year they were as good running the football as you could ask that offense to be. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. So why no, why should I there, care about it? There's a well, if you're going to go down that road, I'm not saying you're wrong. Any version of well, how much better could they be at XYZ? That is going to be true for any single position you want. They were number 1 in defense last year. How much better are they going to be by getting rid of Leslie Frazier? How much better are they going to be if they Add a safety and Poyer leaves. They sign Jabril uh-huh. Peppers. How much better could they be? The reality is they have reached a level where it's very difficult to be much better, except at wide receiver. Except at wide receiver, they need to be <laughs> and, much and the offensive line. We think, right? Yes, probably. Like to me, every dollar. I, if if they find here's here's where I am. If they find a way to do those other things and do this idea with Derrick Henry. I'm I'm good. I'm all good. But to me, Derrick Henry cannot be in any world instead of oh, no. those two ideas. Oh god, no. And I just I'm not very confident they have enough assets to do Derrick Henry at even 6 million dollars and accomplish what they need to on the offensive line and at receiver. They don't have a lot they're, of assets. They're on the books for Naheem Hines at 5. 
but I'm getting hit. He, we how know ma- he's not ma- going to be for five. How many offensive touches he have last year? Was it six? We, th- I'd see him, man. He's not like some star player, but w- he's a pass catching running back. He's a third down guy. He's Giovanni Bernard. I don't know what he is, but he's he's to me your returner first and foremost, and he's just gonna. Take James Cook off the field when, he, when he's tired. As, as much as everything you just made, isn't he as replaceable as anybody on the roster? Yeah, no, he is. Get a rookie. But to me, I'm getting another thing out of him, right? I'm not committing an entire roster spot now to just a returner. Give me a rookie that'll do those two things. Uh, if you can find one, I'm good with that. Yeah, maybe. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll get a break in. CJ, hang with us. We'll get to your call before, uh, well, we got Extendo Sports and if not, the Extra Point Show. 803 It's WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. So Kurt Kitayama won the Arnold Palmer Invitational over the weekend. His putt, his second to last putt, he needed a two putt to win, landed within, what, half an inch of the hole? An inch, two inches at most. Like part of the ball was almost like resting over the hole. Yep. He marked it, and he said in an interview yesterday, he got asked, do you know what would have happened? What, like, what would have happened if you put the ball back down and it accidentally rolled into the hole? He said he didn't know. He just assumed that he would have been fine, but mm-hmm. he didn't know the rule on it. Now, actually, they did the homework on this, and he would have been okay. Yeah. If he put the ball back down and it rolled into the hole... He, as long as the marker stayed where it was, he would have been fine just to place it back. But the guy did it, didn't, probably not even thinking about it. He did not know what the rule was when he did it. Yeah. Players this week, Players Championship, TBC Sawgrass. I played that course, boy, five years ago, six years ago. What did you do on the uh, the island green? I There's the stuff around the island. Yep. Uh, water. I put okay. I put balls into the water. I put two into the water. The first one was. Hey, do you just h- keep hitting until you hit no, the green? They will not let you. They have people there to monitor okay. to make sure it doesn't back up. So I first put one into the water on a complete just block shank. You know, <laughs> here you are. Wow, look at this iconic hole. What are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, god. Can I hit another one? Hit another one, and then that one much more. It went into the water in a much more appealing fashion. Like, oh, come on, catch a piece, catch a piece. Uh, uh-huh. Water. Like, oh, skip over the water. Yeah, well, yeah. it goes up. The but. first one was, you know, one, probably one of the saddest moments of my golf life where, <laughs> not that I haven't hit, you know, complete duffs before, yeah. but you don't want to do it on that hole. So, hope to play it again someday. It was a great course. Rory is the favorite this week, plus 900. Yeah. As the outright winner. I'm on Scott Scotty Scheffler this week. Okay. Why? Because every time I'm, I bet a golfer and I'm in it, I got Scotty Scheffler breathing down their necks, and I'm like, miss yep. it, miss it, Scheffler, get out of here. And he always makes all the shots. So this week, I'm going to get on with Scheffler, and I'm going Scotty Scheffler. I think I'm going to go Sung, not, uh, uh, Max Homa. He's due. 
He's due for a little breakout here. You know who else is playing well is Cantley. I think Patrick Cantley's not a bad guy. He's not as John Rahm. Did you see he bogeyed six of seven on round three over the weekend? He's the best golfer in the world. He is. He He is. One bad round. It was pretty bad, though. It was pretty bad. It was like a 70. Did he post a 78? He posted 73, I think. Oh, okay. That's not as bad as I thought then. All right. All right. We're back tomorrow. The Extra Point Show is on the way. We'll have Lamar news on the franchise tag that's got to come by 4 o'clock today, so speculation could kick up. Maybe some Aaron Rodgers news comes today. I would guess that will happen because Brady was in the news yesterday, and Rodgers will not stand for that. (laughs) So Rodgers is going to have to do something today, either get traded or make a comment or something. You know, going to darkness retreat. We're back tomorrow. Sabres and Islanders tonight, 730 on WGR. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.